Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Come with me in your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. It's so great to be back in San Marcos. See all your beautiful faces. Ezekiel chapter 1. I like Ezekiel. I like Ezekiel. Ezekiel is like sci-fi. Like there's no sci-fi movie. Ezekiel Revelation. It's like all the sci-fis are like try hard trying to be like Ezekiel. It says, now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Kabar, <clears throat> excuse me, that the heavens were opened, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. Ezekiel at this particular time is one of the captives who was taken from Judah to Babylon. So he's a, he's a foreigner in a foreign land. In fact, he's not just a foreigner in a foreign land. It's not like he's backpacking through Babylon. He's been, he's been taken captive. He's, he's a slave. He's a second-rate citizen in another land, a land that has foreign language, different customs, worships different gods, different idols. And he's down by the river Kabar, and he's among the captives, and he sees the heavens open and visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzai in the land, sorry, the son of Buzai in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kabar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself and brightness was all around it, raiding out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Somebody say storm's coming. A storm was coming. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures. From within it came the likeness of four living creatures and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces. Each one had four wings. Their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on their, <clears throat> on their four sides and each of their four faces had wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side. And each of the four had the face of an eagle. This can just preach all day, but we're going to keep going. Thus were their faces, their wings stretched upward. Two wings of each one touched one another and two covered their bodies. Each one went straight forward and they went wherever the spirit wanted to go. They did not turn when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like the burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. Their fire was bright and out of the fire went lightning. And the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Now, right now, you're probably thinking he's on something. Okay, he's by a river. He's a priest. 
is devoted to God. This is happening in the spirit realm. You don't need to take magic mushrooms to see in the spirit realm. You can just get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't need any artificial substances to help you. This is all Holy Ghost, hand of God, power of God. All right, let's keep going. And the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Now, as I looked at the living creatures, behold, a wheel was on the earth beside each living creature with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of beryl, and all four had the same likeness. The appearance of their workings was it was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they moved, they went toward any of one of the four directions. They did not turn aside as they went. In other words, they went, and if I wanted to go that way, they didn't have to bank. They just went. They could go in any direction like Tron, any direction they wanted without having to slow down or break. When the living creatures went, verse 19, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went because the spirit went and the wheels were lifted together with them for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went, when those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels and it goes on and on and on. The title of my message tonight is, is Storm Sight. Storm Sight. What, what I love about this is that Ezekiel sees a storm coming. But because he's a priest and, and he's not just a priest, he's a prophet, he doesn't just see the storm. Everyone else would have seen the whirlwind with maybe some colors and some lightning. But he, as he's looking at the whirlwind, as he's looking at the storm, sees God in the storm. And he sees God, he sees the activity of angels, and he sees God as wheels within wheels. I, I need you to understand, point number one, that, that storms come, but God is in the storm. Storms will come, but God is in the storm. The storm of 2020 came, but you know what we found? We found that God was in the storm. The, the, the storm of food shortages, financial crises, you know, inflation will come. You don't have to go and dig an underground bunker and, you know, eat a whole lot of dried biscuits and dried powdered milk. And because you need to understand that every time a storm turns up, God is there. God is there. At Awakened Church, I really feel that because we changed our name in 2019 to in 2020, going into 2020, I had no idea what, why. I just knew it was the right time. We, we bought the URL www.awakenchurch.com back in 2012. So 2012, we had it. We sat on it for seven years and uh, just being loyal, being faithful. But God spoke to me at the end of 2019 and said, 2020, it's time. You've completed two cycles of, of seven, seven and seven. Seven is a complete season, seven complete season. This new season you're about to enter into you're no longer going to be C3 San Diego. You're going to be Awakened Church. Your assignment is to, I had no idea. There was, we had no idea that there was a storm coming down the pike. But the reason, the reason we were able to navigate through the storm, in, in that storm, we bought our El Cajon campus that we just recently opened. That was filled on its first Sunday. We, we opened this in the middle of 2020. You know, our biggest ever building project. We opened this building. Not only did we open this building, but we bought the Noah's Event Center that is now the Awaken Event Center 
in Salt Lake City, all in the middle of a storm. While other people were retracting, while other people were retreating, while other people were, 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 were cutting their, 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 their staff salaries and everyone taking reductions and laying people off, we were hiring. We, we were giving our, our staff increases. We were taking ground. We didn't buy one location. We ended up with three locations more. All the way through the Bible, I need you to understand that whenever, whenever there is um, chaos, whenever there is crises, whenever there's struggle, whenever there's uncertainty or calamity, you'll always find that that's when God raises prophets. You don't need prophets when everything's going well. You'll always find that when the, when the prophetic rises, it's in a time of distress. The prophetic always seems to surface. The Spirit of God always seems to raise up the prophetic voice in times of great darkness, great chaos, great evil, and great distress. I honestly believe that, that, that in 2020, God was raising us up to be a prophetic voice to, to, to San Diego, a prophetic voice to Salt Lake City, a prophetic voice to America, maybe even a prophetic voice right around the world because you need to understand that God loves you more than, you know, Leanne and I, more than your pastors love you. And God knows that when, when, when 2020 and the lockdowns and the shutdowns and fear, you couldn't go to a, a TV station without them pumping out their propaganda, without trying to put fear into the hearts of people. You know, you would have swore that it was the bubonic plague. You would have swore that every other person was collapsing in the street and dying. You, you, there's no way you would have thought that it had a 99.98% recovery rate. But, but that's what it was. But they're, they're putting this propaganda, this fear. You were locked down. You were shut down. You were forced to wear a mask. You, if you didn't take a vaccine, you were going to be fired from your job. You couldn't travel. They shut the borders. They controlled the borders. People couldn't see their love. And there was so much fear and anxiety with people. Our, our recovery programs went through the roof. We had something like 27 people in recovery in 2019 in our program. We went to 270 people in 2020. Because of, because of just the distress and the anxiety. So what God does is He raises up His shepherds to be prophetic, to speak calm to the distress of the sheep, to speak life, to speak hope, to point out, hey, there may be a storm, but look in the middle of that storm, God is wheels within wheels and He's not limited by gravity. He's not limited by the... the, the, the laws of physics. He can go this way and then he can turn and go that way. He can meet your need and he can meet somebody else's need in a moment of time. He doesn't need any help. So Ezekiel sees God in the middle of the storm. Prophets are meant to be seers and seers are people that see in the middle of a storm. Bible says in Joel 2.28, and I'm going to pray for people tonight. Joel 2.28 says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. What, what does that mean? It means that when the Spirit of God comes upon you, the emerging generation, usually it's the emerging generation that carries the burden of the angst of the present generation. You will hear people say stupid things like, man, why would we want to get pregnant? Who wants to bring a baby? Who wants to bring a child into this crazy world. Right, right around the world, at the moment, the, the birth rate has dropped because there's such apprehension 
there's such uncertainty, there's such fear that the, the people are saying, hey, we don't know if we want to bring. But the Bible says when the Spirit of God comes out, despite the storm, your sons and daughters will say, Mama, Papa, the Spirit of God is on me. Let me just prophesy according to the Spirit of God. I'm not going to prophesy according to CNN or MSNBC. I'm not going to prophesy, you know, according to the dooms, the doomsday people, the naysayers, the climate activists. I'm going to prophesy according to the word of the Lord that the greatest days are still in front of us, not behind us, that I've read the back of the book, We Win. Prophesying is speaking and declaring the word of God. You need to understand wherever God's word is, there is life. God always speaks life. God always speaks life. So the Spirit of God comes on your sons and daughters and they'll begin to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. It makes me a little nervous because I'm having more dreams lately. What is that saying? Shoot, I need to have a few more visions. Keep that youth thing back. Visions and dreams. The prophetic, that's the, landing of, that's the, the, the language of the Holy Spirit the language of the Holy Spirit. In this church, we believe that when you get saved, your sins are forgiven and you're going to heaven. We also believe that there's more for you. We don't believe that now that you're saved, that's the most important thing. And now just sit there on a pew and we're going to get other people saved. And your job is kind of cheer as they get saved. Maybe even help bring them along and help us get them saved. And but in this church, we believe that once you're saved, that's not the end, that's the beginning. We believe that once you get saved, Jesus said to his saved disciples, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. They're like, but I thought you said you wanted us to go. He said, I know I want you to go, but I want you to wait. And they're like, well, which one is it? Is it go or is it wait? It's like both. I want you to go, but I want you to wait before you go. What are we waiting for? Power. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So the Bible says they waited in Jerusalem and then they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in languages they'd never learned. They, they began to speak in languages they'd never learned. If, if I was to pull you up on the stage and hit you on your big toe with a hammer, languages would come out of your mouth, hopefully not French. Le cochon is probably what you'd call me. But, ooh la la. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll find yourself speaking. They couldn't see power, but they knew they had the receipt for power because they began to speak in languages they'd never learned. It was power because wherever they went, they knew they, they were taking the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 3, there's a, a crippled man laid at the gate and he lifted up his cup when, when Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, hoping to receive some coins. And Peter had seen him many times. Jesus didn't heal him and, and Peter's like, ah, you left him for us, thank you. And he said, look at us. He said, silver and gold, we didn't bring. It's not going to help you anyway. All it's going to do is buy you lunch. But we do have something. What we have, what I have, I just received something from heaven. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. They and the guy got up. They'd receive power. How do they know they receive power? God wants you to be filled with power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the Holy Spirit is the one who will give you visions and dreams. Ezekiel says, the Spirit of God was upon me and I saw in the middle of the storm, I saw God. The reason we want our pastors, the reason we want our leaders filled with the Holy Spirit is because we know that storms of life rock people's worlds, financial storms, health storms, emotional storms, all kinds of storms come. But God is always in the middle of the storm. We need pastors who can see God in the storm. We need seers. We need prophetic voices who can see God in a storm. See, God, the Holy Spirit gave Joseph dreams. He had a dream of, of, of the sheaves in the field bowing down to him. And then he shared it with his brothers and they said, oh, shut up, you little punk, as if we're going to bow down to you. You're the little runt. And the Bible says that he dreamed again. And this time he saw the sun, moon and the 11 stars and they were bowing down to him. And now his father rebuked him and says, oh, what is this stupid dream that you've dreamed? Do you really think your mother and I and your brothers are one day going to bow down before you? But before long, Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. They contemplated murdering him. Instead of murdering him, they said, hey, why kill him? Then the blood's on our hands when we can sell him into slavery. So they sold him to the Ishmaelites who hated, who hated Jacob and Jacob's family. And they took him down to Egypt and they sold him off down to Egypt to Potiphar, the highest bidder, and Potiphar took him home and now he's a slave in a foreign land. You may say the storm has come and robbed this young man of his destiny, robbed this young man of his future. How cruel. His brother sold him into slavery. He didn't sign up to be a slave, but now he's a slave and he's got no power to get out of the slave. He is a slave. Not only that, it gets worse. When, when Potiphar's wife thinks, slave boy, go and run my bath, Slave boy, join me in my bath. He's like, uh-uh-uh, I'm out of here. She's like, hey, you're a slave. You do as I say. He's like, sorry, sweetheart. I serve the living God. I've got a dream on the inside of me. She's like, look around, slave boy. Look around. You're a slave. You're still holding on to that dream. But because he had the Spirit of God on him, see, the Spirit of God and the Word of God work in tandem. And, and he says, no, God is not a, a man that he should lie. I know the dream. The first dream was sheaves. Men plant seeds and they grow sheaves and then they harvest them. That's the hand of man. But God gave me a second dream, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars. No man can put the sun. No man can put the moon. No man can put the 11 stars in orbit. God was giving me a second dream to say, son, the dream is confirmed. The dream is real. But the dream for it to come to pass will come to a place place where you are no longer in power, where you're no longer in control. You just got to trust your heavenly father to bring it to pass. And the Bible says that Joseph kept seeing God in the midst of the storm. Moses was 80 years of age. For 40 years, he had been a fugitive because he murdered an Egyptian. When it was found out that he'd murdered an Egyptian, he knew that, that they were after him. So he fled into the back blocks of the desert. He tried to hide. He, he, he married the, the, the priest of Midian's daughter. 
now he's married, he's got a, got a little family and he's just happy just to, to work for his father-in-law, Ruel, also known as Jethro, and just look after his sheep. But God hasn't forgotten Moses. The Bible says Moses comes to Horeb in the back blocks of the desert. He comes to the desert and poof, a bush catches on fire. Most people would have, would have seen the bush, but the Bible says, and God called to Moses out of the bush in the midst of, of Moses's loss, in the midst of his mistakes, in the midst of his running from God, in the midst of I'm 80, it's over. As a young man, I felt a call. As a young man, I felt a burden, but I made a mistake. I, I, I'm a felon. I'm a wanted felon. I'm a fugitive. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm someone who committed murder. But God turns up because the God that you and I serve is a God that turns up in the storms. Do you have eyes to see? If you don't, I've got good news. The Holy Ghost wants to come upon you so you can have eyes to see. You don't have to look at the storm of the recession, the storm of the interest rates, the storm of what they're saying. Well, this is inflation, the storm of how expensive it is in California. You don't have to look at those storms. When we came to San Diego, they tried to tell me, hey, 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 get your eyes off God and put your eyes on the storm. Put your eyes on the whirlwind. Put your eyes on the circumstances. Do you know how expensive it is? Do you know there's no conditional use permits? Do you know there's no zoning for churches? Just already just write it off. Just already give it up. You're not gonna own a church building because the, the few church buildings that there are already occupied and there's already a lineup list waiting for, but I made a decision. I ain't listening to the storm experts. I'm not listening to the weather experts describing the storm. I'm called to carry the Holy Ghost. I'm called to walk in the Word of God and the Holy Ghost and the Word of God will always get you to see God in the storm. Can somebody say amen? Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press. The Israelites are, are hiding in dens, in caves, in strongholds. It's like, you know, you go 1-900 and buy butane heaters and baked beans and get, get your survival packs right now. You, you've, been, you've been upset there and Malachites coming in with Midianites and numerous locusts. We're for forty nine ninety five. We got this over here. We got UHT, that's ultra heat treated milk. It's going to last you for seven years. We got baked beans. We got like these solar pack heaters. So when you're living in the cave, you got a butane heater and baked beans because they're a great mix. <laughs> they were great. No, that's bad. That's bad. That's where, that's where the Israelites were. We think it's all new today. No, that's where they were back then. They were living in dens and caves and strongholds. But here's, a, here's Gideon threshing wheat in a wine press and in the middle of the storm, in the middle of, there was no sustenance. They left no sustenance. That The enemy was robbing them, was plundering them, was bankrupting them every year. Injustice ruled in the land, but in the middle of the storm of injustice, the Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and says, Gideon, you mighty man of valour. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I want you to know you may be in a storm, but God does not forsake you in a storm. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego would not bow their knee to Nebuchadnezzar. See so you know what he said? Man, see over there, there's a furnace and you're slaves in my kingdom and you won't bow. 
I'm going to give you one more chance to bow or you're going to burn in the furnace. And they said, King, you can kiss my foot. We are not going to bow and we are not going to worship your false image. We don't care. And so He commands them. He commands them to heat the furnace seven times hotter and they take Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and they throw them into the burning fiery furnace and the king sits down and says, well, that takes care of that. And then as he looks over, he, he leaps up and he says, my God, didn't we just throw three men in the fire? They said, true king. He said, then something's wrong with my eyes because I see four men in the midst of the fire and they are loose and they're walking around in the fire. The fire has no power on them and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God in the middle of their storm, in the middle of their crises, in the middle of their persecution, in the middle of the furnace. Yeshua, Ben Elohim, Jesus, the Son of the living God was there because the God that you and I serve is a God who shows up in the storm. Come on, if you believe that, give God a praise. Oh my gosh, I'm out of time and I haven't even got to point two. Daniel in a lion den. Daniel was thrown in a lion's den. Unjust, unfair. I'm on Dr. Simone Gold's board. She's so brave. I called her on Monday night, Tuesday. She went to serve 60 days in prison for walking through a door that guards held open and just reading the Declaration of Independence inside the Capitol. We have sons of Presidents trafficking videos of them doing drug deals and drugs, underage girls, prostitution, nothing. But someone reading the Constitution, walking into the Capitol on the insurrection, we almost lost our democracy. 60 days. And I prayed with her on Monday night and the Word of the Lord came to me. I began to prophesy and I said, sweetheart, the Bible says this, and the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and he gave him favour. I said, I'm telling you, darling, the Lord is going to be with you. You'll feel it and he's going to give you incredible favour. But not only that, the time is going to come where you're going to come out and it's all going to be expunged and the wicked Haman that built the noose, he's going to be hanging from his own noose. The God that you and I serve. Oh, listen, the wicked, the wicked look like they're in power. He's just giving them some rope. But can I tell you, they're almost at the end of the rope. Oh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like they're almost at the end of the rope. And if they don't repent, they'll hang from that rope. Man, I, I got, okay, point two is God's Word prevails over the storm. Remember when Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and the wind and the waves were beating into the boat and they awoke Jesus saying, hey, help us bail water, dude. And Jesus just stands up and says, peace, be still. And immediately the storm subsided. The storm bowed in reverence and homage 
because it may have looked like a carpenter's son. He may have had human flesh. He may have had carpenter clothes on. But the wind and the waves, when they heard the word come forth, the word rose in the boat and the word came forth from the boat, peace be still. And the same word that created the heavens and the earth, the same word that holds the cosmos together, the same word that holds everything together is the same word that went forth and the wind and the waves bowed because the Holy Spirit, He'll always lead you to the word. If you ever say the Holy Spirit's giving me a word and it contradicts this, it's not the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will take this and quicken it to you, quicken it to you. He'll put it as a sword in your mouth because the word prevails over everything. One of our sons went through eight years of battling with, with, with an addiction that wanted to end his life. But I'm telling you, the word of the Lord would come in the middle of those storms. I remember sitting in, sitting in my, my closet with the guitar. The closet door closed. I'm just in the dark, but I'm playing the guitar. And then the word of the Lord came, told me, this is not under death. Even though they're chains of iron that are gripping him, I break the chains of iron. When we got a a report that the pregnancy in, in Liani, baby number four, that the pregnancy, yes, indeed, it was a, a girl like God had spoken to me. God had promised me a daughter when my mother was dying. He says, your mama's going to come to heaven. He says, but I'm going to give you a daughter and she'll comfort you when your mama comes home. When Liam was pregnant with, with number four, I knew it was a girl. The ultrasound confirmed it was a girl. But then halfway through the ultrasound, she nurse said oh my god that's not good that's we had to come back two days later for a 300 point ultrasound they found all these markers for down syndrome there was deformation in her lungs in her organs weren't formed properly there was uh chromosome deficiencies in the brain they said listen unless you're ready to have a severely handicapped child we we, we recommend that you have an abortion i went home got into the same closet pulled out the same guitar The word of the Lord came in the middle of my storm. Storms come, but there will not be one storm that comes your way where He is not in it. There will not be one storm that approaches you where if you don't fear the storm, if you you just pray in the Holy Ghost, where God won't show you His wheels within wheels, He is moving in the storm. He rides the storm. Metallica, think the devil rides the lightning? No, no, Jesus rides the lightning. He rides in the storm. The storms that the enemy sends, God is in the storm ready to deliver, ready to set free, ready to transform. And the word of the Lord came to me. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He said, Jürgen, I haven't finished knitting her together. On the day that she was born, the same doctor who recommended the abortion when Zoe came out went, oh my God, she's, she's absolutely perfect. I snatched her out of her hands and said, 
Absolutely. All right, I have to finish. I've got so many stories. All right, point number three, the last one, the Holy Spirit and the Word work in tandem. I already said that. All right, so January 2022, a storm was unleashed by the devil on America. January 22, 1973. January 22, 1973, a storm called abortion was unleashed on America. 63 million babies snuffed out in the womb. 42% of those babies are African-American. When I hear people say, I vote for that party that stands up for, that they, they, they planted Planned Parenthoods to cleanse America, is what they say, of the inferior races. And you have people saying, oh, no, no, they're the ones because they're the, they, they're the ones who shout loudest that the other people are racist. Can I just tell you, when you hear racist, 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 it's the person saying the racist that is the racist. But this year, January 20, as June 24, 2022, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Roe v. Wade was overturned. And sadly, churches were silent. We weren't silent. We celebrated it. Can I tell you why we celebrated it? Because it was a storm, but I saw God in the storm. Did you know that, that it was exactly 49 years and 153 days? What's interesting about both of those numbers is seven times seven. Seven is perfection or complete cycle, season. Seven times seven, the Bible talks about seven sevens. There'll be seven sevens and then there'll be a freedom. There'll be a release. There'll be a jubilee. So there were seven sevens and then there was 153. If you read John 21 verse 11, it says when Jesus, the resurrected Jesus appeared on, on the beach, He said, do you guys, Peter, you've been fishing all night. Have you caught anything? Nothing. Three in it on the other side. They threw it on the other side and they caught all these fish. When they dragged the net to shore, they counted out the fish and they counted out one, five, three, 153 fish. And the Bible says, and nobody dared ask him who he was because they knew who he was by the fish. Why would it give us the number of the fish? Because 153, 153 in, in the Hebrew gematria means Ani Adonai, I am God. So this year, this year, God says the storm that came seven times seven, 49 years and 153 days. Because guess what, baby? I am God. And I put my signature there. Then when I was at the Capitol last week, when I was in Washington, D.C. last week, one of the judges told me, and do you know when, the, when, when, when it was overturned, what time it was? I said, no, he said 10, 10. 10, 10. John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly in the middle of your storm. Come on, somebody, in the middle of your storm, in the middle of the crises, in the middle of the hurricane, in the middle of the whirlwind, in the middle of the furnace, there is a God with wheels within wheels who's working to deliver, to heal, to bring breakthrough. Oh, come on, come on, let's stand up. I don't know who you are tonight. I don't know where you're at tonight, but I know that that was a word from God for you. His signature is everywhere if you just have eyes to see. I want you to do this. Put your hands on your eyes and say these words with me. Say, Heavenly Father, tonight I ask you, give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear, and give me a heart to know you. Because the world in which I live, the people all around me need me to be a seer. They need me to be a hearer. They need me to be a knower. I thank you, Father, that I will see you in the storm. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for power. I thank you for breakthrough. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you give the Lord a great praise? I'm about to hand back to Pastor Samuel. If you need a miracle tonight, just turn your palms towards heaven. If your life's not surrendered to God tonight, surrender it. We're going to have a ministry team that's going to come forward and they've got Bibles and they've got things. But sir, I think I'm meant to pray for you tonight. Just stretch your hands out towards this beautiful man. Beautiful man. John. Is it John? The Bible says there was a man sent by God whose name was John. And I do see the enemy has unleashed a torrent. He's unleashed a whirlwind into your home. And oftentimes when there's a tornado or there's a whirlwind or a hurricane, the damage is... It can feel irreparable. But I just see the Spirit of God with you, sir, because He's in the storm. And I see Him picking up the debris. I see Him picking up the pieces. I see Him repairing. One was carried off in the storm, but He's in my arms, says the Lord. And the other one I'm pursuing. And my hand is upon you. You're about to go into, because whatever the devil takes, God has already predetermined. They will get double for their trouble. Everything the devil has stolen, God is going to give you back, restored, pressed down, shaken together, running over, double for your trouble. God's going to bring you into a a brand new community, a community that is a faith-filled, love, just love overflowing community that are going to love on you, that are going to strengthen you. Just like Job had friends that sat with him as he mourned. In the same way, these are going to be people that you can mourn with, you can love with, that you can do life with. God's hand is upon you, John. He loves you. He is for you. And everything the devil stole, God is going to give you twice back everything that he stole. 
Father, we thank you for John. We thank you for John. We thank you for John. Who else tonight needs a breakthrough? Who else needed that word tonight? Father, you see all these beautiful hands. All these, if you're around someone with their hand raised, would you put a hand on their shoulder? Father, we thank you tonight that the God of miracles, the God of breakthrough, the God who turns up in our storms, the God that not even a fiery furnace could keep him away, not even a lion's den. Daniel was thrown into a lion's den. And as they rolled the stone over the lion's den and he heard the growls of the lions, he looked and poof, the entire cave got illuminated by the presence of God's angel who shut the mouths of the lions and was with him all night till the breaking of the dawn and the rolling away of the stone. Father, I thank you that you are with these people. I thank you, Father God, for storm sight, for storm sight in the middle of the storm. These people sight God. In the middle of this storm, they sight God. The story I didn't get to was a little over a year ago, a young lady, a mama of two little children, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, was brought to me because she had six weeks left to live, lungs completely filled with tumours, cancers, inoperable. The great thing is that was over a year ago. I just got a text from her last week that because of the power of God and prayer, not only is there not one trace of cancer in her body, but all the damage that had been done to her lungs, to her heart, they're all completely healed. The doctors are scratching their heads. She's running again because storms may come, but there's a God in the middle of our storm. Come on, let's give God a great praise. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.